Hockey season is coming up, and that means new merch over at ourdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great 22-23 hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey coming up by getting a new look to wear on game days, or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at ourdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink in November. Hello, everybody, to a new episode of Two Minutes Roughing, this pre-Thanksgiving episode, literally our earliest episode into the week so far. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, lots to talk about, of course. Uh, we have our SPHL and Fed review uh, going into a big Thanksgiving week for both leagues. I mean, Mark, we're going to get into this later, but I mean, I was talking about this last night when I was previewing the SPHL games, especially for uh, Talking Miners, just to give you an idea when we're recording this. Um, uh, like fifth, About 15 games for the SPHL this weekend. I think the Fed has a similar number. I mean, it's, yeah. Well, it's like, okay, well, a lot of teams are playing tomorrow. That's why we're uh, doing the podcast tonight. There's quite a few games tomorrow in both the SP and the Fed on Wednesday which no other point you're going to see games on Wednesday typically, especially in this volume. Yeah. This and then is, there's playing games on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. So it's going to be – once you get your fill of turkey, you can get your fill of SPHL and Fed hockey, baby. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, unlike last year, the uh, Fed is learning. Uh, Thanksgiving game is now added, unlike last year. So Which uh, something you I'm have to curious. enjoy I'm from there. Curious. Because I think I don't think the SPHL has a game on Thanksgiving. Oh no, they do. They yes, do. of course, Mark Huntsville and uh, Birmingham at Huntsville. It's a classic. How could you forget that? Because I don't care about those teams t- typically. I don't. Rude. That's <laughs> very rude, Mark. I care about your teams. Because well, I, I'll, I, I, I care about late, your team. Still. I care about your team this week, and we'll get into Shush. that. Why? Shush. But all right. Anyway, before we guys, get into that, though. We have a wonderful interview. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be stepping all over you for that comment. We're going to talk about that game, but haha, I'm going to step all over you for that one. All right, we are going to talk. Uh, we are talking with Hunter Ellens uh, from the MIHL. Uh, excited for this interview, uh, you guys. I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's a really kind of in-depth interview, and we are excited. And let's get it started, baby. The Hunter sweepstakes. Let's go. Come on, someone from the Fed, sign the man. Yeah. Uh. Oh come on, Mark! You don't want a little you don't want a little comment before we switch over to this interview. Oh yeah, uh, I'll say this with the interview. Like my big thing, this is gonna I want with this interview. I want the not only him to be spotlighted, but the league itself. That is correct. Also, all right, guys, we shall see you on the other side. Woo. All right, everyone, welcome to our first interview in a while. Uh, Mark, I, I think it's been about five episodes since our last interview, uh, but yeah. we have a special one. Uh, so I want to welcome to the show, uh, Mr. Hunter Ellens. How are you doing today, Hunter? I'm doing good. How are you? I appreciate you guys having me. Oh, We're... I am doing fine. Yep. Um, so the, the reason we have decided to bring you on, and one, shout out to, of course, Matt, our boss. Uh, he, he recommended you and to, to kind of talk to, but... I mean, you're you're someone who's kind of I'm, I'm very surprised with, with the, this kind of career. I'll let Mark kind of handle the numbers because Mark's, of course, our numbers yeah. guy. But I mean, 
I mean, this is like this is like this just for the Fed teams that are listening. Look, go go out, go get this guy. This would be a huge addition for your team. Please go look at the numbers as soon as we're done with this interview. Mark, I'll kind of let you take over from here, but uh, I think we have an interesting little interview coming up. Yes, we do. So if you if for people who are, may not be well acquainted with Hunter, he is the captain. Am I correct on that? You are correct on that. Just, yes. just this year, yes, sir. Last year I was the assistant. Yep, he is currently the captain of the Gaylord Snow of the Michigan Independence Hockey League. And if you don't know what that league is, it's a semi-pro league. A lot of Fed players, like French, like typically French Fed players, come from this league. Like they have developed a lot of players that have showed up in the Fed. And he and he's put up some good numbers early on. Like he his first full season was this past season in 21-22. 12 games, 20 goals, 18 assists for 38 total points. And even a few points in the couple playoff games that Gaylord Snow played. Yeah. Great numbers. Great numbers in a league that actually is honestly a pretty strong league in terms of like development for a league like the Fed. Yeah. So Mark, actually, well, let's kind of take, let's kind of take this back. I'll let Hunter kind of interject as we need the, the Michigan independence hockey league is uh, very much like the best of the best semi-pro in my opinion. I don't think there would be anyone to uh, disagree with that statement, uh, but it's a, it's a league that does not get a lot of attention. I'm kind of sad about that. I, 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 Mark, you can correct me on this. I don't I, do. Is are the games broadcasted at all? Like, I, I, I that's one thing. I'm not a hundred percent. I'm leaning towards no. Hunter, you may know that. Yeah, I, I can touch on that a little bit. So a lot, most of the time, a lot of the games are actually live streamed. Um, they do have uh, YouTube channels for each team, and they normally do like live videos for them. And then I don't know exactly much about, uh, like, the radio side of it, but I know that the Muskegon Voyagers do have, like, their own radio channel uh, where, like, you can listen to it fully on the radio um, from Vic, um, which is their broadcasting guy there and team owner now. So um, a lot of the times you can catch them, but it, it's it's – a hit or miss depending on if the team really prepares themselves enough for game time. Yeah. Because, well, I'm going to interrupt your Mark, because again, like I said, this is semi-pro. So things are, you know, it's not, not trying to be mean, but like, like, like Hunter just said, uh, hit hit or miss a, a little bit on stuff, but this is a league that I wish got a little more attention. And this is kind of why, uh, someone like Hunter that deserves like this attention because it, again, the, the MIHL is, is a crazy good league and it, it should be shouted out more. And I feel like it's kind of time that we kind of took the reins on that. Yeah. Couldn't like agree. Couldn't agree anymore. They've, yeah. They've developed players, not only for the fed, but there's been players who have moved up from the MIHL, I believe to like even the SPHL and uh, I believe you're correct. I'm, I'm, I'm the name's yeah. on the tip of my tongue, but I'm, I'm I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so, I know there's I mean, uh, Elijah there's, Wilson. Yeah. There's, there's been a few people um, that have come out of the MIHL to, to higher leagues. Um, Elijah Wilson. He's uh he's with uh, the SPHL right now in Knoxville. Yep. Um, he's bouncing back with them in Watertown. Um, Evan Carroll, good buddy of mine. Uh, shout out to Johns. 
he's in Watertown right now in the FPHL. He's putting up good points in the little amount of games he's played. Um, Logan Lambden, he played in Gaylord. Um, the first season I actually went to Gaylord, I played about four or five games with them, and he was on their team then. So I got to, you know, meet him and play with him for a few games. He went on to the East Coast uh, in Kalamazoo, and then now I actually got called up to the AHL. So and he scored, yeah, and I believe his second game. Wow. Um, so I mean, I mean, there's just un. There's a lot of talent in this league that I feel like that goes unrecognized. Um, you know, even another one, Chris Corgan, uh, he played at Davenport along with me. Um, I mean, he went to the Fed. He went to the SP. Uh, now he's with Delaware. And he, yes. his first game, he went nuts. He had an amazing game. And, and it's those types of people like Chris and, you know, and like myself and, and all of the other guys that, you know, um, that once they get that chance, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to take it for granted. You know, they're going to use every single second of that opportunity and make the most of it. And I think it's fantastic that, you know, he went out there his first game with Delaware and made a statement, you know, and that's huge for him. Yeah. Yeah, like just Mark, I'll let you go ahead, but I I have something I want to add after this. Yeah. The, the MIHL is an honestly incredible product that I didn't really know about until like, a few months ago. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I didn't know about it until a few months ago. But the more I've looked into this league, just really good stuff. Really well, good the, stuff. And the, it's not the, that old of a league, I don't think, either. No, it's it's about three years in, really, now. Uh, and, and the crazy thing is, is there is a lot of hidden talent within these teams that are playing for these teams now because it's in their home area. Because, you know, they got full-time jobs. They got families. And these people you know these guys they're so good enough to get moved on to the sp the fed the east coast but they can't because of where their life is at so like this league is is so it it started down obviously where any league would but there has been so many grow there's been so much growth within the league and like filtering in players and just even you know, recruiting people to come in for, you know, the next year. Like it, like you said, like it's a very new uh, league. And, and, in, and in the, you know, years that it's been, I think it has grown tremendously. And like you guys are saying it yourselves, you know, there's – it's going unrecognized, you know. And, and just, you know, based off of what I'm just saying is there's, there's a lot of sleepers in this league, you know, that, that aren't even trying to be moved on, that are just happy with where they're at. They're happy to, you know, continue playing hockey – you know, they're where they're at, they're where they're from, they're with their family and friends, and they can, you know, they can continue to enjoy what they're doing. And, and that's, you know, I think that's the biggest thing of it all. Wow, that, that kind of answered my question right there. I was I was yeah. going to ask, you know, kind of, you know, you, you, I'll kind of ask the second part of it, but it kind of, I think a lot of people don't realize how many semi-pro players there are, because like you said, uh, the leagues sometimes go just completely unrecognized. Right. Uh, of course, sometimes some of these leagues are not exactly the greatest. And now with the uh, with the MIHL, I feel like it's it's time where one of these leagues kind of you know it's been such a feeder for the Fed, especially. I I don't think anyone's going to deny that. I mean, maybe it's time. I, let's go look I, at that. I completely agree. And and the thing is, is that you know Fed teams are looking at you know some of the teams in this league and are looking at 
to bring them up to become a fed team, you know? So it's like, obviously this league is producing good things. It's producing good players. It's, you know, giving good feedback and good views for people that want to see and continue to see good hockey, especially in areas which the MIHL is solely in Michigan. It's all over Michigan. So it's like, you know, you go to, let's say Watertown, you know, in Detroit, you know, it's a little outskirts of Detroit, you know, but there's still so many people there that love hockey, that support hockey. Michigan is a, itself is a really big hockey state, I would say. So, I mean, really anywhere you go, you're going to get supporters. So it's, it's nice to see, you know, the league itself even gaining more attraction and gaining more teams in different areas because it's only making it better. It's only reaching out the broadness to players that, like I mentioned earlier, that are sleepers that are only playing because, you know, it's in their hometown because they can, because they still love hockey and they're very good, but they have other things to take care of. You know, it's life. They have a job, family, all of that. So, I mean, it's, it's incredible to me on, on what this league has done. But I mean, like even fed teams are looking, you know, to be like, well, why don't we add you to our league? Well, why, let's, like you said, it's a feeder league. So why, why even ruin that? Why, you know, continue to broaden it as they are, you know, going into Port Huron this year, they have a new team. We play them a few, uh, just a couple times towards the end of the season. But I mean, even just that, but even going into next year, I mean, there's teams popping up from different places that, you know, want to get in, want to, to play and compete because they have all of these players that are so good and have all this talent but can't, you know, necessarily go anywhere. But there is a good portion of the league itself that wants to move on. So it's it's it, it's it's a great opportunity, really. And it's a very good league that, like you said, I think deserves a lot more attention. And I think that, you know, soon enough it will. Yeah, and you mentioned one of those teams. Come on, Mark. Rum, not Rumble Bees. Ah, Killer Bees. Killer Bees. Killer Bees. Yeah. Yes. Killer bees. That's what I'm saying. I, I guess so, – well, the only reason why I mentioned the Port Huron team is just because, you know, we're, we're, we have games scheduled against them. Obviously, like I said, there's other teams popping up all over the area, which is the Killer Bees, which will be in a killer area. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, that so there's a, like there's a couple former Fed, like there's also a couple former Fed markets either already in the league or going to be in the league. St. Clair Soros has a team. Yeah, yep. They they were supposed to be uh, a team like the first year, but I just I don't necessarily know. I, I don't want to you know speak out of out of pocket in a sense and say things that you know I don't necessarily know are true. But I don't know. You know, I, I really maybe just teams have to you know kind of get the funding behind it and the support and maybe just kind of see if it would work in the area before they just you know kind of up and go. Which makes sense, you know. I mean, I re- realistically think that you should do that, and you should market it in the area before you start, you know, a yeah. team or a new expansion of of some sort. So, I, I and, think it. I think it'll all be good. And yeah, speaking of expansion, we since we already mentioned it. Yeah, the Battle Creek. I that that's a that's a town name that is synonymous with a a certain team, and yeah, the the Battle Creek. Killer bees are planning to be in the league in in twenty three twenty four, which yep. it with it just shows like 
I may or may not be involved. I may or may not have been involved in the creation of that team, which right. I still cannot believe. Rando can't believe it because he was kind of part of it too. Yeah, and the whole thing, and that's another reason why we're so interested in this league because we're about like the league itself. The more we looked into it, just is really great. Like you, as you were saying, like so much hidden talent in this league, a truly hidden gem among the semi-pro leagues in this country in general. And as somebody who has like researched so much of hockey and I know semi-pro leagues used to actually be a bit more prevalent. A lot of currently long-term markets, long stalwarts in my pro hockey started off as semi-pro teams. Peoria, for example, they started off with the Peoria Blades in the semi-pro yep. continental hockey league. And now they're one of the biggest like they're one of the longest serving Meyer Pro markets out there. Yeah. And I've always respected semi pro markets, but I felt like for a while they were just kind of hidden away. The MIHL is trying to bring that back a little bit more into the limelight. Absolutely. And I love that. I love it, that. And the and the thing is is that you know it's right now it's in Michigan and they're building off of being in Michigan, but there's been talks you know of maybe an expansion you know maybe even going out of state so i mean could you even imagine you know bringing in other you know multiple states you know maybe even close around just think like chicago ohio you know maybe like start close even in a i could see an you ontario I mean? team first i could i mean even, i mean that's the thing though because canada's close to michigan you could do even canada and like like Ohio and Illinois and all that, and keep it in that range. And yeah. make, you, you can even make Michigan the middle, the middle of them, and just yeah. go off of that and just see how it goes. But I, I just feel like that this this league has so much potential in every single area, and it, I mean, it's it's just to the moon, really. You know, it's just really, you know, you hope that it gets gets put in the right way and directed in the right way and marketed in the right way to be set I would off. say so far I would say so far that it's doing that it's absolutely doing that. and okay like on social media it has like a thousand likes for a semi-pro league that is actually fairly new that's pretty good and it's only going to keep growing the more the word gets out about it the more players come from this league the more just it, more eyes on this league is what the league needs yeah, when I, more players will learn about it, they'll go there, and who knows what could happen from there. No, I agree, and and I think I think a big thing of that would be also is you know really getting a marketing team behind the whole entire thing and absolutely pushing it because you can't really say no to hockey. Everyone loves hockey, and if you really go at it from a good angle and get it in the right cities and the right areas, and it's it'd be unstoppable. It's there's unlimited growth. I see. I have to agree with that. So, I guess uh, the the question is now. You 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 kind of talked about the the Fed a lot. Uh, you of course have the Port Huron team. You have Motor City. Do you think that the Fed could at least the two teams that are in Michigan that are in the Fed could they use those like this league basically as like an official feed uh, league in the near future? Do you think that's a possibility? I mean, I, I think it is, um, and to be quite honest, I think it already is. Um, I mean, it's been pulling people out of it, 
there's you know you there's a handful of names that you can you can say i could even list myself that have gotten called up just this past season to to this season that are you know in 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 the fed um and in the sp that are that are going and and they're taking advantage of their opportunity and i absolutely see it being a feeder but i would hope that it would stay that way and not so quickly, I guess you could say, like for teams that, you know, may be excelling that, you know, obviously each league wants to expand and wants to add teams. You you know, I would just kind of hope that this league itself would grow more and get more teams before, you know, I guess you could say making the decision to, you know, move up a league and, you know, join the Fed. Because um, I feel like if, if, if a team would leave too early, um, I feel like it would just bring things, uh, not more negatively, but I just, I feel like it wouldn't be bringing it in the right track of what I feel like the people and the owners of this league want this league to be and become, if that makes sense. But, um, I mean, you know, more power to it. I mean, there's, there's just so much possibility. Um, I, I just think it's great. All right. Um, last thing, Mark, read off those stats. We need to get this man in the Fed. We need Hunter sweepstakes, sweepstakes going because this yeah. man needs to play for a Fed team again. Yeah, like he last year, he, like I said, I'm not sure of your stats for this year because the the uh, EP does not have that currently because I know you guys have played games already. But this last season alone, you're, you're three points a game in the regular in the 12 games that you played over three points yep. a game absolutely almost nearly th- yeah just absolutely insane and only and i like to point out only four penalty minutes yeah see you know I, I feel like there's been a not necessarily a big change in my game in the in the last year but i feel like there's been a big recognition of what my game um can also move into um you know so i'm six four um, weighed in, uh, yesterday at, at 220. Um, you know, I've been pushing the weights. I've been really training myself, but, you know, I want to get, you know, to where I want to be. I want to be sturdy and I want to be, you know, unstoppable. So, um, I mean, I mean, that's a good size. That's real good size. And for that point value, that's right. Honestly, I would and, want, I would be so, honest, I wish I could grab you for my own league. For, yeah. for my own team in the SBHL, yeah, yeah, that's the kind of size that I, like size and skill that I love seeing. Yeah, and so with with playoffs added um, from the twelve games, we had fifteen games. Uh, we didn't make it as far as we would like, uh, but I ended with uh, twenty two goals and twenty three. Kind of bringing, <laughs> no, kind of bringing go. in more of the uh, fighting aspect into my game now. Um, not necessarily going out of my way but um you know if it's if it's there and it's needed to be then you know i'll obviously drop them um especially if it's to protect a teammate um i mean that's that's just a given um but i feel like the the morality of my game that i feel like is easily missed like if you just look at my ep you know it says i'm six four two something you think instantly that i'm a defenseman um but i'm not i'm a power forward i score goals and that's one thing that 
um, I've never really necessarily had to worry about uh, growing up and, you know, playing with the teams that I've played with is I never had to really worry about fighting. I was always, you know, really worried about scoring goals uh, to come after me just because of my size solely. So I have to protect myself. Um, but I mean, that that's not going to take away my my style of scoring goals. I will, I will always put the puck in the back of the net. And if I have to drop the mitts, then I will. And then watch me five minutes later after serving that penalty, I'll go out and score. So, you know, I'll, I'll do what has to be done. Um, and, you know, it's 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 a blessing to be where I'm at today. And, you know, I, I don't have any regrets. I don't look at anything's, anything negative. So I, it's just a positive to build off. And, you know, I want to, to move on. And, uh, you know, continue to grow, uh, push myself every day. Obviously want to be better um, at least 1% every day. Um, as, as one of my old coaches used to say, iron sharpens iron. Uh, you know, you got to look at it in a different way to really affect you to get down to where you have to be. But, you know, I'm pushing and uh, I'm, I'm happy to be where I'm at right now. And I'm excited to see uh, what the future has in store. Well, that is great to hear. Once again, we know there's fat teams that listen to this podcast. Hunter sweepstakes, make it happen. Get this man on a team. The numbers do not lie. Uh, Mark, do you have anything else, real quick? Uh, same deal. Like the, and honestly, not even just Hunter. Look at the. If you're a Fed owner, if you're listening to this, if you have control over player movement for your team, check out the Michigan Independence Hockey League. I'm gonna just make this like a whole thing. Of like that league. Oh, as we've mentioned multiple times in the last 20 so minutes, absolutely fantastic league with so many potential players. Like you, like it's, it's truly a treasure trove of potential talent that's just waiting to be unnerved. Yep. All right. I think we can wrap it up with that. Uh, Hunter, where can everyone go find you real quickly before uh, we uh, end off this segment? Uh, social media wise. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I'm on Instagram. Uh, it's at dose underscore John, J-A-W-N. Uh, Facebook, Hunter Ellens, E-L-L-E-N-S. Um, I'm on Twitter as well. But those are those are the main ones. So you can reach out to me if you want. All right. Great to hear. And everyone, we shall see you on the other segment. Once again, guys, thank you to Hunter for that amazing interview. Uh, as you guys just heard, that was a lot of fun to record and talk about. So uh, go support the MIHL and go look at those teams. If there's a team nearby you, if you're in the Michigan area, or even if you're in, the, in, in a nearby state, go go, just go. They're great games, great players, and uh, they should be getting more attention like we mentioned. So yeah, let's get into the rest of the show. Mark, I'll let you lead off with Delaware because they had they had a funny moment, and uh, I I cannot help but laugh at this. Well, so we'll get into the games later in our typical review fashion, but Delaware this week made some interesting uh, transact made a very interesting transaction. Uh, what was this guy's name? What all I know from my memory, is that he is a 41-year-old and he is he's a, what we would call a short king. He, I, I can't even think, I can't even think of the freaking name now. 
Oh god. Uh, are you talking are you talking about the uh the junior colleges? Yeah, like the I I, I yeah, it was just basically just it was a junior college. Well yeah, no, but I'm trying to think of like who the guy's name. I'm trying to think of the name. Oh well are we sure we should do that? Like yeah. Fine, we won't mention the name, but yeah, he's a we're talking forty one year old, last played hockey two de- like what, two decades ago? I think it was yeah. what it was two decades ago. We're talking like turn of the millennium, and Delaware signed him. Now, now I will say this: part of the reason was I I don't know exactly why, but they were in Binghamton, and the guy that they signed was from that area. So I do believe that was kind of part of it. Maybe just to fill a role, fill a slot for a night. But it's still I would have given that slot to. A young player, namely from the MIHL, like give it to somebody who, you know, could actually be potentially something, maybe could actually fully help your team in the future. You never know. Instead of just giving it to some 41-year-old who hasn't probably played any real organized hockey in two decades. Yeah, that, that, uh, I, (laughs) I hate the, uh, I hate the name. Uh, but I, I, the nickname that's kind of been thrown around when talking about the signing is the forty-one-year-old Make-A-Wish kid. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> it, it. This is up there. With, this is getting to Steve Dangle levels of forty-two-year-old Zamboni driver who works for your team. Uh, forty-one-year-old Make-A-Wish guy who who just off the streets. I who. I, uh, uh, boy, like why? It's it's just it's just funny. The the Fed. The problem is the problem is this looks bad not just on the team but the league itself. That's what I hate. That's what I genuinely hate with this is that it ends up looking bad on not just the team but the league. Yeah, we were talking uh... about a little bit before the show, like the league will get a bunch of crud for one team's bad decision and it'll look bad in the entire league. Yeah, it, it's just it doesn't look good. It's just it's a very much a and you know let me let me do to be fair, uh this was a for one weekend only kind of thing. Yeah. Um Which, like I said, he's from like that area. So that's part of the reason why they did it. But I would have still rather brought someone in who's younger, maybe from that air maybe also from that area. Who can maybe develop into something? Yeah, because Delaware, I'm sure, would need the help. They would probably love to get maybe some sort of hidden gem. But who knows? I'm not the one running that team. It's just, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's 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 an interesting choice, <laughs> just to say so. And as oh. we talk about, it didn't exactly help Delaware uh, in the no. in the long run. No, uh, with, with their games. So, although I will say. We'll get into it, but Delaware surprised me in one aspect, and I'll, we'll get into that later. But mm. elsewhere in in minor pro hockey, yes, <sighs> making moment. Uh, uh, making not, no, issues. no, you know what? No, I'm even going to go on this boat. Not just a make a moment. This is turning into an SP moment. Yes, yes. Join me. Join me on the dark side on this issue. Because here's the this thing: this should not be happening in the SPHL. This is Talk now this last the night. third time 
the I'm, I'm, well, I'll say third time. I say third time, but technically only the second time because Vermilion County never played a game after their whole ice thing came out. But but they will be playing tomorrow at home. We'll see how that goes tomorrow. But Macon this weekend was – and this is only one night. I like the point because Macon had a 3-3 three and three at home this weekend. They were scheduled to have a 3-3 three and three at home. They played Friday and Saturday. They played Friday and Saturday, and, you know, everything is fine. But Thursday's game never happened. This is against the – supposed to have happened against the Birmingham Bulls coming into town. That, and I like to point out, Macon played three different teams this weekend at home because it's supposed to be Birmingham on Thursday, Pensacola on Friday, and then Knoxville on Saturday. The Birmingham game never happened because before the game – and I was watching this too – because I noticed that it hadn't started yet. So I went on Hockey TV, and I looked at, okay, what's going on? The You can see the officials skating around, and then eventually you see the players going off the ice just to the locker rooms. And I'm like, oh, dear, here we go again. No, no, let, me, sure let me ask this, man. You, you were watching. At least on, te- on, on, on at least a screen now. Again, huge difference what between a screen when looking at ice and uh, looking in person. Did that? Did the ice look weird at it all? Was it more shiny it was hard to than tell usual? The lighting was also not the greatest, so it's yeah. hard to, for me to like say that outright. But here's the story. Here's so the the game was delayed by about half hour or an hour originally, and then it was postponed. But the reason why the ice was that bad that and only that night too, because like I said, they played the next two games at home Friday and Saturday. What it was was that that day like we're talking like in the last 24 hours before that game um they there was no ice at all in Macon Coliseum it turns out that while Macon was on a road trip or something of that regard there were events in the Macon Coliseum that then they decided to take out the ice completely so what that ice was on Thursday night was like brand new ice but it was not prepared quick enough the problem is they were basically doing it on a short time frame that did not like they were trying to do it too fast. And unfortunately that led to the ice not being good enough to be played on that night. Now. And that's why 24 hours later for the next, for the Friday night game, it was playable at that point. Cause it had time to refrigerate, to actually get into good, like decent enough quality to be played on. And so for anybody who's like maybe looked at that, like, Oh, that's weird. That's why. Yes. Uh, look, the, I, I said this last night talking about talk, talk, talking minors. Um, this should not be happening in the SPHL. I said I'm going to make the comparison because this is a very fair comparison to make. Yes, does the Fed play some teams in the big glorified practice rinks? Sure, you can say that. Columbus, Biloxi, Carolina, Danbury. I'm going to give them the pass on that. Binghamton, Watertown. I'm going to give them the pass on that also. Um. Poor Huron also, I think. That's not really a glorified practice ring. No, heck, they actually renovated that recently, like this past offseason. Yeah. Do you ever see Fed teams having bad ice issues? The only th- only one I can think of in, within those names I listed was Danbury once. That's, yeah, that's mainly because Danbury is a very, very used ice. Yeah. As <laughs> a little, if you want to talk about market congestion sometimes, man, Danbury, oof. Oh, Danbury. Yeah. but I, I'm just, more impressed at times, but then it's just like you see the damage it can sometimes cause. Yeah, yeah. It's just, look, 
This should not be having, happening in the SPHL consistently. Vermilion County, I'm going to kind of give them a pass because the eyes is not exactly their super big issue, and that's that's more on the arena. We know that story and, and that's now. Another thing, and that's another thing that I kind of feel bad with saying this is an SP moment thing too, and that's why I kind of didn't go on that boat for a while because at the end of the day, the man don't have control over that either. Yeah. This is all in the arena. The arena decided to be like, okay, we're going to take out the ice and then try to put it back in. I don't, that's not up to the mayhem. You know, that's, that's what I hate. Apparently, I don't know what it is with SP arenas, but the SP arenas need to stop it. Stop it yeah. and get some help because it's damaging their tenants. It's damaging their tenants. It is. It, it's... It's an issue that needs to be addressed. It needs to be taken care of, but I feel like we are probably not going to see uh, that result uh, till this offseason. And the problem so. is, I can only see it game. I, I, and you know which team I'm talking about when I say this. It, it may just get keep getting worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, it's very true. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about uh, go and get that weekend review because, uh, I mean. And not exactly a super busy week for both of these leagues, but still. Actually, it was kind of a busy week in the SPHL. It was yeah, little... SPHL was busy. Fed wasn't really super busy, but uh, but, but I mean, we're talking about we're, we're, that next week's going to be crazy when we're talking well, about all these games. Part of the reason that the Fed wasn't as busy as it may have should have been this weekend was good old glorious white powder. Uh-huh. I'm talking about snow, you, you weirdos. <laughs> So uh, yeah, yeah, the I mean, there was a there were games postponed in the Fed as well this weekend, as the Elmira Watertown home and home series, and that's another thing. It was a home and home series, uh, did not happen, and that's yeah. because the I'm going to say this: the Watertown Wolves, especially, uh, uh they're especially they're snowed in. They were snowed in. Yeah, yeah. The, there was no hope. There was no yeah. hope. Even even Buffalo. Was you know a far bigger city than Watertown is having a lot of issues with snow of all things. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, we're talking so, we're talking multiple yeah. feet of snow, just record breaking amounts of snow, which is lake effect, baby, lake effect. All right, anyway, yeah, so those games. So yeah, we're not going to be talking. We're, we're basically just going to be kind of skipping over Watertown and Elmira when talking about them. So. Yeah. Because nothing changed because they didn't even have a chance to change. Yeah. All right. Columbus. Uh, it's Columbus. Columbus. Uh, you know, I'll say this with Port Huron. Port Huron tried. They they did. I watched these games. They did try. But it was just too much. It, it, was, it was just too much for Port Huron to overcome Columbus. And I think at this point, now Columbus is now the top of the Fed in general because of other things that happened across the Fed this weekend. Uh, they have now lead the Fed with eight regulation wins, one overtime win, no overtime losses, and one regulation loss. Like they've won nine of their ten games. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Columbus is scary good. Like again, we both thought this was going to be a good team. I don't think we realize how good. I didn't think they were going to be. I don't. I I figured they were going to be a potential contender for a cup, but I didn't expect. 
No, I can't say I'd even expect because it is Columbus and the Continental. It, it's while it's wild, I would still would have put Columbus on top of most of these teams. Yeah. All right. Um, You're about to eat crow. crow here, Carolina. Yep. Carolina. <laughs> uh, they did what Carol- they did what Columbus did to Mississippi the l- last week, which was. Uh, basically pull a sermon going to Atlanta. All right, you know what? We're you, shush. We're moving on. Motor yeah, no, City. no, 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 no. We're no. We need to talk about it. So yeah, Carolina on Friday, eleven to two victory. Eleven to two. Oh boy. Saturday wasn't as bad. It was eight to three, but oh boy, I don't know. I feel like it's almost still more indicative of how rough seat the Seawolves are but Carolina but the fact that Carolina and Columbus had similar results and now Carolina is now second in the continental division I I don't think they're as quiet as we want as you thought anyway moving on Motor City (laughs) Um, like the crow people no because we still have a lot of a season left to go so Motor City um, they tried yeah, they, they they played a really good Danbury team. I think I think the their standings is not exactly where they. I think it's a little lower than really they should be. Uh, they played a really good Danbury team. They took them to overtime twice. Those were two they, really close games. I'll say this though, they yeah. really should have won. They should have won in regulation on Saturday. Yeah, team. last like yeah. a lot in the last couple of minutes, they Danbury tied it and then they won in overtime. That was just heartbreaking. Like that. Yeah, Motor City. Was this and close. you could feel it in the crowd. Like as soon as that goal happened, the crowd just went dead. Yeah, because Morrissey was this close to actually winning the weekend against Danbury. But I think that also shows us how good Motor City is too. Yeah, Motor City is a team you do not mess around with. Like that, that's a team like you you take very serious. So uh, Port Huron. Uh, I think I think there's cement. I. You know, I'm going to say it right now. I think they're cementing their place. Wow. I Right now, they're, they aren't, like, bad. And here's the thing. They'll still make the playoffs at the end of the day if, if it's still, like, you know, four in each division. But I can't see them right now being above Carolina or Motor City. Yeah. Yeah, I got to agree with you. It's just, like, there's a... This team again. I feel like if they weren't, if they were like in the Empire Division, they would probably be right there with Binghamton and Danbury, but they're not. They're in the Connell Division, which is probably the hardest out of the two. So, yeah, like Port, like Port Huron right now is actually technically below five hundred, even though it's only because of points. They have five wins, five losses, two overtime losses. Like in other leagues, it would be a five hundred record, but because of how the Fed does things, they do a three point system. It's a little different. Yeah. It is. So um, that leaves us with Mississippi. Okay. You made a Sherman reference earlier. Let me counter with this. Mississippi shall rise again. I, I am. The only thing they're going to be rising into is it, it, it's not, it's not good. They're going to. No, the no, okay. Look, look, look. Mississippi, they, there needs to be some coaching philosophy changes. I'm not saying move along right now. No, I think you know. I'm going to say this: coaching philosophy, maybe just coaching in general. 
Yeah, then I, I think that there definitely needs to be some philosophy changes there, when it comes to this team. Uh, I'm going to say there, this. There, no, hold on, hold on. I want I need to say this. The core of a good team is there. I see it. I think it's on coaching. And that's gonna be my stance on this. I think if more coaching philosophy has changed, I think we're seeing a much different story. The problem is okay, I say that coaching philosophy needs to change. But the players that they have right now, it's uh, we look. You know what? It's been it's been talked about before. It's a retirement home. It's starting to slowly, slowly turn into a retirement home team, and that's not good. Mm. And that is not going to lead to success. Retirement home teams, you know, they it's just like a retirement home. They go there to die. Wow. Mm. And I, uh, and I'm right not now, that harsh. I'm not that harsh. Well, like I said, I I hope they turn around. I hope somehow they make me crow. See, I will I will accept the crow eating unlike you. Because, end of the season, buddy. We'll talk about that at the end of the season. But Mississippi, right now, I can't see them. I can't see them anywhere else but where they are right now. Like I, I disagree. I think we could see Mississippi rise again. All right. The, uh, all right. Anyway, uh, Empire Division, Danbury. Ooh. Okay. So since we talked about, it, I think they showed a few cracks, a few, a few cracks mm. against one of the better teams in the Continental. Like they won. Yeah. They came out of it. They they somehow came out of it with their rabbit hides attached, but. <laughs> yeah. They. Yes. Uh, and... But because of it. They've lost the F- FPHL lead. They've lost it now. Yes, I, I believe that lead is now with Columbus. Yep, so because they took because the overtime wins, they only got two points out of each of those games, and now they're tied with Binghamton for in points, even though Binghamton's played two more games. So I mean, yeah, but they'll probably make that up. But yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I I'm don't I maybe there was flaws. I'm not going to say cracks. But this Danbury team, if it, unless Binghamton makes uh, some kind of difference, although uh, you guess yeah. who they're playing? Uh, are they playing one Danbury? No, they're playing yes. Port Huron. Oh, yeah, it's going to be Danbury versus Binghamton at least tomorrow. On uh, yes, tomorrow. Okay, yeah. So I was looking on the Friday, but yeah, there. So. so that's going to be uh, real fun. Uh, that I'm I'm excited for that game. Yeah, that's, a, that's another game a... I'm excited for tomorrow too. We'll get into yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we're kind of talking about the Binghamton. Um, they played Delaware, so that might be a bit of a little, a, you know, you know too what? easy I'll to say. say. This. Not on the Saturday game, but the Friday game, Delaware played well. They 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 actually had more shots. Yeah, Delaware had more shots. Oh yeah, it was it was a hundred percent a goaltending game. Like I, I'm I'm not going to blame that loss on Delaware. They did what they could. I mean they. They did what they could. And honestly, uh, and then I will say this, though, the Saturday game in Binghamton, because it was a home-and-home, home, uh, it, it was it was mainly all Binghamton the entire game. I didn't even realize Delaware scored. It must have been, like, really late. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah. But, I mean, at least it wasn't a shutout. But just Nikita Vaskin ended up with a uh, hat trick. Yeah. And I'm going to go and apologize. If you guys have kept hearing, like, a, what sounds like a dog collar move around, uh, That's because I'm watching a, a friend's. What? That's because it is a dog collar. Yeah, it is. It's literally that. 
Uh, come here, come here, come here, girl. Come here, you're gonna be famous. You're gonna be famous. <laughs> we're gonna use it for views. Yeah, there we go. Come here. <gasps> Sniff the microphone. Sniff the microphone. Yeah. Uh, if you can't tell, I'm in the. I'm in the. Ah, stop! No, don't touch that. Ah! I'm in the original rando cave uh, because I'm I'm back for Thanksgiving. And uh, come here, come here. Sniff the microphone. You just want to okay. You just want to go back all the time. Okay, okay. <laughs> I get that. All right. But anyway, yeah, I'll say this. Honestly, we could just talk about Beans and Delaware at the same time because the other two teams in the Empire didn't play. Yeah. Uh, so just I'll say this. Delaware, they need to figure some things out, but I would still – okay, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Right now, I would say they are looking stronger than Mississippi. You think – no, we're talking about Delaware, right? Yes. No, no, no. You, know, I don't like, you know I have a legitimate reason. No, no you know what? No. I, let me let me say my reason why. Against stronger teams, so like uh, like Mississippi played Columbus a couple of weeks ago, they got decimated. Delaware at least looked competitive at points in these games, and they looked competitive against games against like Carolina, which again Mississippi lost heavily to. Genuinely. Delaware may not be like, maybe not even as good as Mississippi, but they are playing co- far more competitively than Mississippi. They are like I, I can't believe I'm saying that. I can't. I genuinely, I can't believe I'm, these words are coming out of my mouth. But right now, I can't. Like, sir, Mississippi does have a better record slightly, but right now, Delaware is the stronger team. Hmm. I would say uh, right I, now if Delaware and Mississippi play each other, I would put my bet on Delaware. Uh, I got to disagree. All right, moving on, SP. Uh, yep. All right, number uh, one. Yeah, and actually, no, oh. before we go into the SP, we need to mention this this beauty of a game that's happening tomorrow. We were talking, we, we were talking about Delaware. It's time for a tank bowl. So Delaware is traveling up to Elmira, New York, ladies and gentlemen. It, it so as I mentioned in a post recently, somebody has to win. <laughs> Somebody's gotta win. We'll find out who. Like I'm Delaware. I'm still putting Delaware's my money on win. Delaware. I'm I'm putting my it's money on Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. All right. If, and the SPHL, I would be Quad very City curious Storm. to see the score, though. I'll be very curious to see the score because uh, I don't know which game to watch either. Because I don't know one wants to be into. De- well, looks like Delaware Elmira is ending is starting pretty late. Yeah, for an, for an EST team, that's starting pretty late. So. Yeah, it's not like an hour and a half after the Danbury Bampton game, but like, yeah, man. Oh, but those are two games that, like, for the opposite reasons, I want to watch tomorrow. Yeah. All right, number one, Quad City Storm in the SP. Yeah, they didn't play. Yeah, so uh, can't exactly say anything. Number two, Evansville. Uh, so they were on the road. So... Overperforming, I'm going to say it. Sorry. No, here's the thing. They are on the road this week. So if you've been listening to the podcast, how do you think Evansville did? I'll give you a couple seconds to figure this out. That's right. They lost. They lost both games. Now, one of those games wasn't overtime, so they did get a point this weekend. Yeah, but like, still, they lost both. Yeah, games. they still lost both games, which is just like incredible. 
Yeah, and they don't play. Let's see, they're they're on the road on Wednesday, so that's an L. Uh, on the road on Friday, that's an L. Um, um, on the road Sunday, that's an L. So three L's coming up. Yeah, so they're playing Peoria on Wednesday. Huntsville on Friday. Huntsville, then they're playing uh, Vermilion County. Oh, you're really going to say that's an L? Yeah. You're really going to say that's an L? They're on the road, bro. That's an L. Uh, You know... uh... Oh boy, I don't know. Come on, man. it's it's like it's like doubting the coin flip for the Jets right now. It's like <laughs> no, that's going to end in a couple coin. weeks against the Bears. That's going to end a couple weeks because they have that that stupid coin flip has the Jets losing to the Bears. Not a chance. Mm. And that's coming from a Bears fan. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, number three, Evan. Uh, not not Evansville, Knoxville Ice Bears. Uh, not a great weekend for them. Yeah, well, because. It's almost like Rando was right, overperforming, or was These somebody else overperforming, or was somebody else underperforming? I mean, because the thing is, they played they played three games this weekend, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and the first two games were against Peoria at home. Uh, all right, who cares? Anyway, moving on. No, uh, no, 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 yeah. So I mean, and they're here's the thing: they were both one score games, and and the Friday game went into a shootout. And then they beat Macon. So it's not even like they didn't even play badly. Just like stuff happened. Hmm. Uh, well, anyway. Okay. Uh, Birmingham. Um, I'm interested to see what this team does this weekend, especially with the Thanksgiving game yeah. against Huntsville. I'm very interested. Yeah, so let's see. They play Huntsville on Thursday. I think that's it. And they're and actually they're the only team to not play on Wednesday either. Like they're yeah, wow they they really like no they play Friday they play Friday. Okay. Oh, they're going. And guess where they're going? Vermilion County. County. So I, I'm I'm interested to see if they can kind of wow. Keep this up. Wait a minute. Wow, Vermilion County. Wait, that means wait. A yeah, minute. Vermilion County plays uh four of the five uh days this week. Damn. Wow. I and all at home. Oh boy. Yeah. On wait. Yeah, all at home. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, here we go. All right. all right. So, I mean, I'm really interested to see if like Birmingham can kind of keep up this pace. Again, I think we both predicted this was going to be a good team. Uh, I think we're both kind of surprised of how good so far. So, uh, yeah, actually, I did not think there would be this high up. I thought there were going to be lower playoff, not mid playoff, or even like top. Yeah. I think yeah, I think yeah. we both predicted lower playoffs. I think I think we both predicted lower seeds, but yeah. Okay, um, this is a stinky team, Peoria. So Peoria decided, wait a minute, we are actually good, and now they've just pulled together three straight wins this in three days. Again, and here's the thing. Okay, a knock. It was a they played two games at at Knoxville, and then the Saturday game at Huntsville. During his name. During those kinds of road trips, those typically don't end well for Peoria. Those are not typically road trips that we come out like looking the greatest with. Those are typically like killers. That's nice and all, but uh, L plus ratio plus didn't have a ring for forever. It's such, such a salty boy, such a salty, salt. I, I about said something there. Uh, wow, you're gonna be mean. That wow. All right. Anyway, but no, like no. Here's the thing. But here's okay. No, I will say this with Peoria. Start Ben Churchfield. 
No, start Eric Levine. Eric Levine, right now I've thought of Eric Levine. I'm not even going to put out there. Uh, look. Come on, say it. Say what you really want to say. You know what? I'll steal my tongue for once. Uh, all right, whatever. No, here's the real stinky team. What's the sneaky team? Stinky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fayetteville. I have yeah. Fayetteville. Guess what? You got a couple free W. No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't, actually. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you lost the Vermilion County in overtime on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I really I, I really hate how people doubt this Vermilion County team. I think they're a really good team, well, just like in No, disguise. here's the thing, though. Fayetteville is not a good team either, though. Oh, yeah, Fayetteville is not good. So now, here's the thing. They if you want to talk about an over, no, I truly believe Fayetteville is actually the most overachieving team in this league right now, even more than Evansville. Ooh, that's hot take. Because because Fayetteville's a five hundred team right now in the standings. They are not a five hundred team. They are below that. They are below. Mm, they, I, here's the thing. I think out of the, we'll talk about the other team that I think may be in trouble come potential playoff time. But mm. uh, the, the Fayetteville should be really worried about their playoff chances right now. Of not not even in the playoffs of making them. Wow. All right then, um, Roanoke. Although I will say they have a great. Great rebrand. Carolina Reapers is actually a really great rebrand. Anyway, uh, Roanoke, uh, not a great weekend. No. So, like, uh, let's see here. Lay did not play uh, Thursday. They did not play Thursday. Yeah. So they played two games. They played Friday and Saturday. They played against Huntsville. That was a 2-1 win for Huntsville. And then they got shut out on Saturday. Against yeah, Huntsville. by Pensacola, which I don't know yeah, what's happening there. Them. Roanoke, what? What? I could yeah. see maybe a loss to Huntsville, but Pensacola? Yeah. So And the game yeah. set out? I mean, okay, to be fair, Macon has a set out victory. So, I mean, but. Yeah. Uh, All but right. Still, Roanoke, what, what, what's happening, dog? What's happening? <laughs> Mark. Why? Is that what what's up, oh, dog? Okay. Anyway, Huntsville. Um, This is my team, so I'll kind of take the lead on this one. Uh, underperforming. I'm not happy with where this team is at the moment. I feel like they could be better, and I and I'm I'm hoping that maybe some. So I don't know if it needs to be some line changes. I don't know if it needs to be some. Okay, we need to bring someone else in because Saturday was not a very good performance against a team that probably should have been beaten. And it's just like why? That's it's just uh, why. Yeah, I, I I don't know what else to say. I'm. I'm really hoping this weekend we see some big changes and we see this team start to really go. Here, so. Here's what I'm going to say with Huntsville. You guys need Hunter Borbo. Yes. They're, they're, he was literally here for right a now, week, and that's that it. That team, I, it's, not, and here's the, it's not a good thing that you guys are like this, but if you want success this year, you're going to need Borbo. If you do not have Borbo, your entire team right now is about where it's going to be. Yeah. So Down in yeah. the bottom. like not like, I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs, but – they're going to be rare in this region. Yeah. That you guys need Vorvo and bad because I don't know what the heck's going on. Look, look, I, like I said, we purely hate go doing these stupid Knoxville and Huntsville weekends where they play three and three. Cause that to doesn't end well, but Huntsville did not look like the Huntsville that 
I know. Mm. And that's not, and here's the, as a rival, that's great. But yeah. if I'm a Huntsville fan, that's not good. That that It's not good. It, it isn't. It's All weird right, seeing them down to, at the bottom. And no yeah, else weird seeing at the bottom, Pensacola. Yeah, another underperforming team. Um, and they're another, and they're the other team that I mentioned with Fayetteville. That right now, I'm questioning if they're even going to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, the, 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 um, barring some magnificent change, I don't see this team making the playoffs. Because right now, I can see this bottom three that we have currently in the SPHL being the bottom three. Maybe rearrange. No, a little. I, I think I think Fayetteville is going to be swapped out over Vermillion County. I, I don't see that happen. I, look, I, 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 bad. I I'm that hyped on the, the Vermillion County Bobcats. I'm sorry. Fable's bad, but I'm. I don't, I don't know. Fable has still something. They I don't even know if Pensacola has that, even though they did win two nothing against Roanoke. But like I said, Macon has a set out victory. So yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, before we get into another argument, and then Macon. Woo. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I like we just skipped over Vermillion County, but like, yeah. Uh, really, I would say it's Vermillion County. No, the only reason Vermillion County is anywhere as good as they are right now is their goaltending. Their goaltending mm. right now is saving them night in and night out. They're the only – those two – both of their goaltenders, both Brett Epp and Son Kuhn, are the two reasons why – are the only two reasons why I see Vermillion County even having a fighting shot every night. Mm. Those goaltenders are standing on their heads. If you see the amount of shots that they are allowing – Insane. Yeah, just yeah. But Again, like, I, I'm high tone Vermillion County. I think people need to realize this is a good team that's just having some bad uh, luck on them. Here's the thing: Vermillion County allowed 50 shots. They still won on Friday, but they allowed 50 shots compared to yeah. their own 24. All right, moving on. Uh, Macon. Uh, the only thing they're making is sadness. Yeah, it's it's the blue factory, baby. Let's go. It's the factory it, sadness. This is rough. I like I said, they didn't play one of their games on Friday. I'm not sure when no, that's Thursday, gonna be made Thursday. up, but you know, okay, we mentioned this earlier, but I would say this: I would rather have it just be outright postponed than what Fayetteville did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's better. That's a lot better. <laughs> yeah, at least that makes a bit more sense. But like making buddy home. Uh, like I said, the only mayhem thing that's happening right now is just the state of your franchise. Yeah. It's rough. And I don't know. I don't know what needs to be changed to fix things. If anything can be changed to really fix things. I don't know what needs to happen, but if there's some sort of magical pixie dust, steal some for the St. Louis Cardinals because you need it. Otherwise, I can't see you guys being anywhere other than uh, I will say this: they will be at the bottom. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will agree that Vermilion County is probably a better team than them, and that's not and like making you shouldn't be this bad. You really right. shouldn't be. You really should not. All be. right, all right yeah, let's end. Let's end the round. Oh, all right, mate, poor all man, right, man. all right, all right, all right, all right. That is it for this week's yeah. episode of uh, Two Minutes of Roughing. Uh, well, have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. If yes. you are listening, uh, before that, uh, enjoy have, your time. Enjoy, enjoy your turkey. I am, I, I've, I'm, 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 I'm cooking one of the uh, turkeys this year for my families, and uh, 
let me say, little lemon, little lime. I'm seriously, people, it's underrated. The 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 juices of the stuff. I mean, it makes it makes the turkey juicy. It's plump. It's nice. So uh, you just get you gotta you gotta use the stuff. Our family yes. is actually doing both turkey and ham. Yeah, my 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 family is because, but uh, you know, you got you got you got to have both. I mean, that, that, you well, know, we're also be, doing like yeah. well, the reason we're doing both is that we have leftovers. Like that way, we have leftovers for sandwiches for us to week. Oh yeah, like oh oh okay. So yeah, I'm not I'm not huge on turkey. Like I'm not. A oh, I love. I, I prefer I, turkey over ham. Actually, you no. Know for people who listen to this, comment down below if you prefer turkey ham or ham supremacy. I'm tur- I don't know I'm what you're turkey. talking about. I uh, love turkey. The only good part of the turkey is the lake. That is it. I don't know what I don't get the hype around the the rest. Like, ugh. the Look, white meat on turkey is terrible. You. Okay, yeah, it's better for me, but the ham tastes good. The turkey tastes amazing, both cold and warm. Like cold and yeah. hot turkey. Oh yeah, like cold turkey on sandwiches. Oh my god. Oh. All right. Anyway, but yeah. All right, everyone. So, yes, enjoy. Please have a happy Thanksgiving for those who celebrate Thanksgiving that are listening to us. If you're, you know, if you in yes. the U.S. And if you are going out Black Friday shopping, please be safe. Yeah, get ready for the mob. Uh, you are go- you are going to be caught into a giant mob. Bring a baseball bat. Uh, bring mace. Uh, prepare to die. Uh, write a will. Uh, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, so I have been the minor league rando. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at minor league rando. Very uh, getting ready to get into the festive mood, by the way. Mark, are you ready for that Christmas music? Oh, I love Christmas. I've already been into it. Okay, I'm, let's go. Let's go. I, I, I'm waiting. I'm, so in Huntsville, of course, uh, uh, for the locals, I, I'm not. I, I I I tuned in. I was driving in. Uh, where what I, I know it's now Alt ninety six point nine. Where's the Christmas music? Usually by this time they have that thing cranking and rolling twenty four seven. Oh, I, and, we already have a couple of stations doing Christmas music in Peoria area. It's great, man. Just ah, I'm 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 upset. It's usually usually right before Thanksgiving they got that thing rolling uh, with just twenty four hours of it's, Christmas music. I, so, I, all I right, love, I, I love Christmas time. All yeah. right, everyone, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter at Prospector Hockey. That's Prospector H C K Y. And yeah, I think that will do it for this week. All right, guys, we shall see you next week. Enjoy the turkey and uh, uh, ham is better. Ham supremacy. Don't listen to Mark. Goodbye. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. If there's one thing here to say we're thankful for, it's for the people who actually listen to us every week. Yes. We are thankful for you. Now, goodbye.